Welcome to Business Line Podcast. This is your host, Gitanjali Devakar. The founder and Dean Emeritus of Chennai's Great Lakes Institute of Management, Balabi Balachandran, passed away at the age of 84 on Monday. Balabi Balachandran is revered as a management guru whose ideas have helped shape businesses globally. We speak with the Dean of Great Lakes Institute of Management, Suresh Ramnathan, to know more about Balabi Balachandran's passions, his love for Chennai, as well as his contribution to the world of management, education, research, and the profession at large. Mr. Suresh Ramnathan, thank you so much for joining us on Business Line Podcast. It's a, Balabi Balachandran was a pioneer in the world of management education. Could you tell us a little bit about how or what his impact was on management education in India at large? Absolutely, yeah. Dr. Bala was a figure unto himself. You know, he was larger than life in terms of his impact on education in India in particular, on management education. I think he was involved with management education in India very early on. I think one of the earliest aspects of his involvement was back when IM Bangalore was actually trying to recruit faculty. And the first director of IM Bangalore was Professor N.S. Ramaswamy, who was popularly known as Bullockkart Ramaswamy. Professor Ramaswamy and Professor Balachandran basically got together and started interviewing faculty for I am Bangalore. So very early on, he was part of the process because uh, Dr. Balat back then was at Kellogg at Northwestern University. And Professor Ramaswamy met him in Chicago and they started talking about the kind of faculty they wanted at, at I am Bangalore. And that's how that process started. In the 90s, Dr. Bala was approached. Actually, what happened was Dean Jacobs at Kellogg was approached by Management Development Institute to help basically set up a management department. And Dean Jacobs delegated that to Dr. Bala, who then went ahead. And of course, you know, he, you know, it was funded by a UNDP grant. And, you know, there was a lot of interaction with civil servants and so on that really helped him establish a lot of connections with the bureaucracy, with, you know, the academic world in India and so on. So that really set the stage for, you know, the process of management education in India. MDI was one of the earliest institutions, of course, apart from the IMs and the XLRIs of, of the world. During this process, I think, you know, he was involved in trying to understand the nature of the market. And he realized that there was a big potential for what we might call fast track programs, like, you know, one year programs, because all MBA programs in the country were basically two year programs. And so he realized that there might be an opportunity for one year programs. And so he brought in uh, Rajat Gupta from McKinsey and a bunch of other industrialists to help set up ISB in India. So Bala was actually one of the founding members of ISB. You know, he was instrumental in setting up the entire academic side of ISB. And then, of course, came about the entire opportunity of setting up a brand new institution, which is Great Lakes. And, you know, he set it up from scratch, whereas ISB was funded with a budget of something like $100 million dollars. Great Lakes was set up with a fraction of that budget. And today it is one of the top 10 business schools in India. So he has contributed immeasurably to management education in India, simply by virtue of his network, the kind of people he was able to bring in Western scholars, you know, from all over the world actually came in and did lectures and stints at, at Great Lakes and at ISB, of course. And so bringing these kind of novel thoughts, new ideas, you know, that was a unique contribution of his. And one last thing I want to say was, of course, the fact that Dr. Bala believed in something which was very important. And that is actually very important to me as well. He, he often says that, you know, there is no success without substance. And so he always talked about success with substance. Success is basically any educational institution is successful if it, you know, it, it has good quality students and they are placed and so on. You know, that is one part of the equation. But substance comes from the idea of original thought. 
the emphasis on research, the emphasis on what we might call knowledge creation. Dr. Bala was a champion of knowledge creation because of his vision, for example, that at Great Lakes, we are focusing very heavily on research as a core component of how we basically think of ourselves as an institution, as a management institution. The entire management landscape in the next few years in India is probably going to change from what we might call being disseminators of knowledge to creators of new knowledge. And if that happens, we achieve this goal of success with substance, that we are actually scholars in our own right, not just simply people who just disseminate knowledge. What were some of his management ideas that have actually shaped businesses globally? Dr. Bala was, of course, very well known for his expertise in accounting and operations, operations research. His original PhD was in operations research. But later on, he, he was an expert in accounting. And later, you know, he, he also dabbled a lot in the interface between accounting and marketing. So just to give you some ideas on things that he had done, you know, one of the major ideas that he was always involved in was something called activity-based costing. Mm-hmm. So normally, costing is based on basic accounting principles. But what he did was to understand that there are many costs that are indirect costs that are attached to products and services. How do you apportion those indirect costs? He realized that you know it needs to be based on the kind of activities that are involved in the production of those products. And he basically came up with a methodology to allocate those costs based on the activities that were performed. And these ideas were adopted widely by a lot of major IT companies in India, by companies in the pharmaceutical sector, like including Dr. Reddy's lab, Randaxi, Lupin, and in Israel, Teva, Gilead Sciences in the US. These are all companies that adopted this basic idea. Another very interesting idea that he often talked about was customer-centric profitability, which is the idea that you need to look at the customer and allocate or basically decide which customers are really worth it. And so he often had this very, very interesting thing that he used to say, which is there are customers and there are customers. So there are some customers who are who give you only custom, you know, the you know difficulty. And there are some customers who give you, you know, who are customers, right? And so he used to often joke about that, and it truly resonates. He was so good about expressing these ideas in a in a very clever, very humorous fashion that it immediately got through to everybody. He also had a certain liking for Carnatic music and Chennai at large. Can you tell us something about that? You know, his wife, Vasanta, often used to joke that, you know, his love for her was less than his love for Chennai. You know, that was the nature of this. The moment he landed in Chennai on the tarmac, he would get down to business. You know, he was a complete through and through Chennaiite. He loved Chennai. He used to go shopping all his, you know, he used to shop for jewelry, traditional clothes, everything, go to Tinagar, do all of that. Mm-hmm. He had a standing seat at, at Nardagana Sabha, you know, so he always used to go during the Kacheri season to Nardagana Sabha, uh, you know, enjoyed the concerts and, you know, of course, the legendary Samba at, at Woodlands, you know, uh-huh. everything, you know, he used to do all of that. And he had a very close relationship with many of the artists as well. He knew quite a few of them. Many of, you know, his favorites, you know, I think were Bombay Jayashri, Aruna Sairam, Sudhara. Donathan, Yesudas, mm-hmm. among the newer set, you know, Sanjay Subramaniam, you know, these were all some of the people that he really enjoyed. There's one last question, and that uh, is with regards to his relationship with some of the more prominent management gurus, uh, such as C.K. Pralar uh, and Ramcharan. Can you tell us something about 
his relationship. Yeah, he often that. used to call it a, a mutual admiration society. You remember, I mean, these are all scholars in their own right, you know, Correct. all brilliant scholars. Yeah. And, you know, obviously at that level, they all get along and they share something, something in common. You, you have to remember that, you know, they were, these are all people who went to the US back probably in the 60s or 70s at a time when there was no management education or very limited management education. Uh, at least at the PhD level, there was nothing worth its name in India. So, you know, you know, if you had a love for research or you wanted to do something more after your MBA, you know, you had to go abroad. And once you go there, you get exposed to Western thought, you get exposed to really high quality research and so on. And I think they all came together with that sense of purpose that they wanted to do some really high quality work. And beyond that, I think was also the fact that, you know, they all came from a very similar background. Mostly they were all like first generation migrants to the US, right? And they all shared that common perspective on life. And I think they all got along really well with each other simply because of the fact that, you know, they shared that common history. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Business Line Podcast. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Absolutely. Stay tuned for more episodes. You may follow us on our Spotify channel, Business Line Podcast, Google Podcast, and our website, www.hindubusinessline.com. Until next time, this is Gitan Shridavakar signing off.